This is Northland Outdoors Radio. We're back, Northland Outdoors Radio. It's Brett T-Bone Amundsen. And with the seasons changing and the temperatures warming up, at least a little bit, nature seems to be coming back to life. Lakes and rivers are opening up, and that means migrating birds are coming back. And not just not just the waterfowl that you're seeing everywhere right now, but bald eagles. Where do these huge birds travel to every year? We wanted to learn more about bald eagles and their habits and their migration patterns. So we asked Eileen Hansen from the National Eagle Center in Wabash to answer some questions for us. Uh, hello, Eileen. How's it going? Hi there. I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, bald eagles may be a, a, the, the symbol for the United States, but Minnesota is really getting to be known for them, isn't it? Yeah, well, Minnesota has good reason to be well-known for bald eagles. Uh, of anywhere in the lower 48 states, Minnesota has the most nesting pairs of bald eagles. This is a place that the bald eagles live year-round and thrive, and uh, it's a great place to see eagles uh, here in Minnesota. I was reading some stats. I, I think they came from the National Eagle Center there, of where Minnesota ranked, and sure, Alaska, I think, was ahead of Minnesota, and that, that makes sense, but Florida... <laughs> I was surprised to yeah. see why was why would Florida be ranked so high? Yeah, so it's interesting. People think see you know Alaska obviously at the top of the list with a lot of bald eagles. Minnesota next on the list, and so right away you're thinking cold, <laughs> winter type atmosphere. Uh, but really, what bald eagles are looking for, uh, their main diet is fish, and so places with a lot of water, and that's also what Alaska and Minnesota and Florida have in common. Lots I, of water, lots of food sources for them. Uh, if their primary diet's going to be fish, you're going to find them near lakes and rivers uh, in all those places. You know, you you bring up the cold weather. I thought maybe just the Eagles, when they got a little bit older, they retired and went down to <laughs> went down to Florida. <laughs> so, That's right, yeah. So based they're, on, they're the first snowbirds, right? <laughs> right. Based on their diet of fish in the, the lakes and the rivers, is that why they like, that's why Minnesota ranks so high? That's right. We just have uh, the right kind of habitat for them. Um, so certainly a great food supply. That's the first thing they're going to be looking for. And if their their primary diet is fish, and so we've got all those 10,000 lakes and lots of rivers and streams. Um, so that's provided for them. But also great habitat. Nesting habitat is also really critical. Um, and so our northern forests, uh, they're often nesting in the top of those white mature white pines, and we've got a lot of that down here in the Mississippi River Valley, the bottomland forest here, uh, in the Mississippi River Valley, also provides perfect bald eagle nesting habitat and uh, just habitat for them to thrive year-round. You see them a lot of times in the spring, and I don't know if people just don't think about it, but they disappear a little bit in some areas in the winter because they do migrate. And I want to I want to ask you about where they where they go exactly. But uh, you see them a lot of times coming back up with the spring migration. I, I always see them around flocks of waterfowl and you're in the waterfall flyways when you see the big migrating flocks of waterfowl it seems like there's always eagles and they they almost follow the migration up not necessarily because of why waterfowl are migrating up but they're they're sort of following their food right they they like to uh have a duck for a snack now and again don't they uh they 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 may have a duck for a snack now and again yeah um really for all birds but eagles in particular um, but for all birds migration is really about food uh, and so, as we said, they like to hang out near those lakes and rivers and find fish as their primary diet. Certainly they'll feed on a wide variety of things, uh, but really fish is a primary food source for them. So as the winter months close in in November, December, and things start freezing over, bald eagles are going to be moving out of those northern territories, moving south. Um, the Mississippi River is often kind of a migration pathway for them. A lot of them 
come here to the Mississippi River Valley. Stretches of the Mississippi River actually stay open. Uh, for instance, right here in Wabasha, Minnesota, that's one of the reasons that we're located, the National Eagle Center is located right here in Wabasha, uh, is that this stretch of the Mississippi River stays open. And so bald eagles congregate along this stretch of the river in the winter months because they're really here to take advantage of that free food source. Uh, they've got fish available, and so that's, uh, that's a great winter destination for them. So not trying to escape the cold uh, so much as just go to a place where there's a food source. Where they can eat. That's right. Always where looking, they can eat. Always yeah, looking so for a restaurant spring, that's open. Yeah, <laughs> right. And they just go to the first spot that's open, or sometimes they go farther south. It's a lot of you know, weather dependent. Sometimes there's a little ice over. They might pass by. or um, It really is all just about the food, food availability for them throughout the winter months. That's all they're looking for. Someplace they can find a steady food supply to, to stay warm and survive through the winter. And then in the spring, that really, that just reverses itself. So as we see um, the lakes and rivers thawing out, uh, bald eagles and lots of waterfowl are going to be moving north along with that. And so for bald eagles, one of the great things is as, uh, for instance, just north of us here in Wabasha, we have Lake Pepin. It's a big old wide spot in the Mississippi River, and that actually does freeze over. And so as that big area of the Mississippi River thaws out, there's a lot of fish kill that are part of that. And so it's really just a buffet. And so that's really when you see a lot of bald eagles concentrating on this stretch of the river as they're moving back north, as it thaws out, it just opens up brand new food availability for them, and they just follow that on north. Uh, so it's a great way to get back where you're going. you got food all along the way. Eileen Hansen, our guest here on Northland Outdoors Radio, talking about bald eagles. She's with the National Eagle Center in Wabasha. I read, too, that a large portion of eagles don't ever make it to adulthood. Why is that? Indeed, yeah. So eagles are the top of the food chain. They're a top predator, apex predator, and as is common for for most things at the top of the food chain, they don't reproduce particularly quickly, uh, and they're, um, not all of them are going to survive. So a different, different strategy than, say, someone closer to the bottom of the food chain like rabbits. It's going to be a lot of rabbits. Um, a lot of those are going to survive. For eagles, really just the best of the best survive. Uh, to get to that top of the food chain, be an apex predator, just a different, uh, different strategy there. Um, so it's harder to get to the top. It's harder for those young to survive. Um, each year, mom and dad eagle might lay one to three eggs. Um, maybe one one of those would survive. Um, sometimes all as many as all three might survive. Um, but there's going to be competition even in the nest. Uh, so really, the you know the strongest is going to survive out of that nest. If all of them, if there's a lot of food around, all three might survive. Uh, that would be a great scenario. But then they've still got a lot of challenges ahead. So that first year of life. Those young bald eagles have got to learn to fly. Lots of challenge there. Um, by their first winter, they're going to be surviving on their own. Uh, so mom and dad don't, don't care for those youngsters throughout a whole year. Uh, by the time that first fall arrives, those young eagles have got to be on their own. Expert flying, they've got to find all their own food for themselves. It's so really that first winter is a big time when a lot of eagle mortality happens. And, and what... What causes the skills at uh, that point? I'm sorry. What causes the mortality then at that point? Is it just uh, just, just not having the skills? Um, it's just a tough, tough learning curve. So I mean, they they'll succumb to, to the conditions. So that you know, they may they starve to death, or they succumb to the cold, or could could be could be they're just not finding enough food. Um, actually, a big a big factor, you know, if uh, 
bald eagles in the winter months, as I mentioned, they feed on fish, but they feed on a variety of things. So small mammals, you got to figure out how to hunt on land as well as uh, in the water. And then also they may be feeding on carrion, on you know dead stuff by the side of the road or uh, gut piles that they might find in the woods. Um, a big factor for eagle mortality in the winter months is actually lead toxicity. Uh, so I know... Um, you know, a lot of hunters do a great favor to a lot of scavengers by leaving that gut pile out there. However, for eagles uh, and a lot of other raptors, uh, those gut piles, if they have any lead shrapnel in them, just the tiniest piece of lead uh, can be deadly to an eagle in just a few days. And so if they feed on the wrong thing, uh, that can be that can spell the end for, for an eagle uh, very quickly. Those immature bald eagles can look similar to golden eagles. Um, what are the differences? Yeah, absolutely. So in that first year of life, they don't yet have that distinctive white head and tail. Uh, they don't get that till they're about four or five years old. And so as I said, you just have to be the best of the best to get to adulthood. And really that white head and tail is a sign that they've, they've learned everything they need to know and they're experts. In their first year of life, young bald eagles are all brown, uh, very dark brown. They do look similar, as you mentioned, to a, uh, another species. The other species of eagle that we have in North America is called a golden eagle. They're a little bit different. Uh, golden eagles are going to be not a fish eater. They're going to be a terrestrial predator, hunting small mammals, other birds, um, that kind of thing. So the confusion can be, uh, can be in identifying what am I looking at if you're in a place where you might be seeing either one. The big factor is, though, that the bald eagles, they're the ones you're going to be seeing near the water. Sure. Uh, and so... As yep, fish eaters, that's the ones you're going to see around lakes and rivers. Um, particularly, say, up in northern Minnesota, around those lakes, you know, about the middle of July, that's when those first-year bald eagles are going to be leaving their nests. And we often see those as they're learning how to hunt and uh, find their own food, often see them near the lakes uh, up in northern Minnesota. That's going to be a, a young bald eagle. Golden eagle's not going to be looking for food around a lake. They're going to be out in... Uh, often in western United States or um, even up into Canada at that time of year. Are there any, any type of identifiers other than that, beak, beak color, leg color, anything else like that at all? Yeah, absolutely. If you, get a, if you get a good look at them, so aside from where you're seeing them and what time of year you're seeing them, um, certainly if you get a good look at them, bald eagle has a pretty distinctive beak, so the adults have that big, bright yellow uh, beak on them. As youngsters, the first-year bald eagles have really an all-black beak, uh, but it's still got that same size, very prominent beak on the bald eagle. The golden eagle has a more um, smaller profile beak. Uh, it's also going to be what we call tricolored, so it's not all dark black, but it has some shading. Uh, it goes to kind of a blue-gray, uh, but it's smaller and more hawk-like uh, on the golden eagle. Well, National Eagle Center, Eileen Hansen, I appreciate all the info here on Northland Outdoors Radio. Yeah, thank you very much for the opportunity. All right, also my thanks to Brian Winter from the Minnesota Prairie Chicken Society and, of course, the Northland Outdoors staff, Tim Bogenschutz, Greg Kaiser, and Brian Peterson. Thank you for listening. I'm Brett T-Bone Amundsen, and make sure you take some time to spend some time in the outdoors this week. Northland Outdoors Radio is a division of Forum Communications Company and broadcasts across the Northland on the Northland Outdoors Radio Network. If you have a story that we should talk about, let us know at northlandoutdoors.com.